This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Matcha Moments, the podcast where we talk about all things post-grad and how to survive your 20s semi-sing. Go on and pour yourself a matcha and hang out with us as we laugh about our failures, celebrate our little wins, and motivate each other to be the best versions of ourselves. Thanks for joining us in this episode. Today we want to talk about body image, having insecurities and gaining body confidence. This is a topic that I think consumes a lot of people and how they choose to live their lives. So we want to really dig deep and think about how societal standards have impacted our body images, how we think it affects us and others, and most importantly, we're going to try to figure out ways that we could break away from these toxic mentalities and not let it take over our lives. But before we get into that heavy stuff, we're going to say our highs and lows of the week. So, Leo, what was the highlight of your week? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> my highlight of the week was, to be honest, everybody's response to the podcast. Because I feel like it was so much Aww. more positive. <laughs> it was so much more positive I didn't even than, think that. Like, than I ever expected. Yeah, and it made me really happy. Like, every single message I received from somebody that said they listened to the podcast just like made me smile and I don't know it's so weird to think that people have actually listened to our voices in their homes or like on their phones because it just felt like a conversation between us and then like people listen to it um so yeah because I feel like for so long I've wanted to start something like this but partly a reason why I didn't was maybe because I was a bit scared of you know how people would react so I'm glad or because that- you didn't find you didn't find your podcast soulmate and then you did, so. Oh my god, that's the main reason. <laughs> You're welcome. No, but I feel like this showed me, you know, you shouldn't care about other people's opinions and just go for what you like. Because before this podcast started recording, we were generally talking about, you know, how you can't really please societal expectations anyways. Because either way <laughs> you do anything, you know, somebody's yeah. going to be upset or think or judge you or anything so you might as well just do what makes you happy yeah and I'd say my low light of the week it's not really that bad but it's just work has been really busy so I've quite often like reached Mm. the end of my work day and I've just like felt really drained and yeah that's my low light must be hard working from home as well because you're just like in that same environment every single day and there's like no escape and even like even those small social interactions that you have like if you're getting a coffee or something those are I feel like they mean something and they just make you feel a bit more chill whereas I really miss the office in in that sense because I think it is working from home has so many positives as well like it's so much more chill you get to eat your own food Mm -hmm. just be at your own desk you have no commute but then especially because I've just joined a new team it means that you don't get all of those like social aspects that otherwise make the job so fun and yeah yeah, it is it is strange I think it definitely has like perks and negatives 
And also because I think nobody knows when we'll be going back. So that makes it a bit harder. What about you? My highlight is actually job-related. And um, it's the first time in two months that I actually go somewhere with a job application. Like, it, I wasn't just instantly rejected. Oh, my yeah. God. And like I, yeah, That's I had, like, so a 10 good. minute. It was just, like, a phone, like, a quick phone interview. And they were just like, oh, we, we, okay, we think you're, like, well-suited. Can you just send us a supporting statement? Which is basically, like, a cover letter. But you just have to say how your values resonate. Oh my god, that's so yeah. good. And then they called me and they were like, we, we were like pushing through so you have another phone interview next week. So on Tuesday I have another phone interview, wish me luck. <laughs> um, and then... A- <gasps> oh my god, okay, I'm gonna think about you on, yeah, on please Tuesday. Do. And then it's, and yeah, and then I have a, also like an online video interview. You know when you have to re- record yourself on it? Like no one's on the other side, but they give you a question, you have like 60 seconds to answer. Those are so hard. I had to do so many and I I think they're actually really challenging. I know. I just, I think, well, hopefully doing this will make me more comfortable with um, talking on a camera and just like being more comfortable. (laughs) This is basically just training for your job interviews. Exactly. The the thing is though, my, my job interview, well, my phone interview is on the same day as my first, like my first official driving lesson. So it's already going to be such a stressful day. But I'm just hoping it's a good day. I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. It's on Tuesday. Okay, you're go- you're gonna smash both. Tuesday's gonna be a good day. Hopefully, that's my manifesting for next week. Is that Tuesday's gonna be a yes. good day? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everybody, please think of Kara on Tuesday and send her positive vibes. Oh, we're we're not gonna be. Oh shit! This. <laughs> not- yeah. So when you listen to this, it would have already happened. So <laughs> yeah, it's future Kara listening listening to this. Hopefully, it went well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure I did. Yeah, and then so when I was thinking of a low light for this week, I just it took me ages to think of a low, low light. So it made me made me just think. Actually, I've had a good week, and I don't want to forcefully think negatively just to have a low light. So I'm just gonna be like, I didn't have a low light this week. It was just a good week. No, that is great. I think that's so good. Yeah, good week. Yeah, because there's no <laughs> point like forcing to think about something negative that's happened in your life. That is. Uh, that's not going to benefit anyone. We'll see next week. Maybe I'll have a new low light. We never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ideal would be, I guess, that we never have low lights. Yeah. But I guess that's not yeah. life. Sadly, life sometimes <laughs> yeah. throws us some low lights, which is also okay. Which I feel like is why I guess we included them to show that, you know, it's not... Life isn't like Instagram yeah. and it's not always yeah. like the highlight reel. <laughs> I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer because we're not claiming to be experts at all in this topic. We're just speaking from our own experience. So, for example, we can't speak Mm -hmm. for men at all or people growing up in like a different body to ours. And the only reason we want to have this conversation is just because we think that this potentially might help some people listening. And we just want to open up the conversation because. We think yeah. this should be talked about more and especially in sort of friendship circles because we even realized yeah. just between the two of us that we hadn't really talked about it that yeah. much. Or not not in, in this depth as well. Yeah, kind of more surface level. And something we also want to say is that we're not, like th- this is also advice we're giving to each other because we aren't in this very perfect happy space and we're still on that journey as well. So it's, we're all in this together, even including us, so... 
So we thought it would be good to first just introduce what body image is and like what our understandings are of it. I don't know what what do you think? How would you describe body image to you? I think it's kind of how you view your own body and mm-hmm. how you compare yourself to society's ideal. And yeah. I do think that what you think society views as the perfect body has an mm-hmm. impact on how you view your own body, even though it shouldn't have. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Basically the same thing, that it's just a comparison of your yourself to standards set by society. And obviously these change over time. So what our body images or like what we want to look like will always change according to what we think is the typical beautiful ideal which obviously we know with social media and stuff it's you're so aware of all these changes so it's so much easier to keep comparing yourself oh like oh big hips are the new thing great I don't have those and then it's like small boobs was hot because you can wear these tops where you don't have to wear bras and then (laughs) two months later it's like big boobs are great and it's like I don't know what to do anymore because I can't keep changing to fit these ideals I think social media makes it even harder because you just you see so many more sort of yeah. bodies all the time. And I think it, I don't know if it was maybe easier before social media existed. I think especially, I feel for like teenagers growing up with social media now, because I think yeah. you're so much more sort of easily impacted and influenced, like at sort of the age of like 13, 14. Yeah. But then it's also interesting to think that even without social media, it's yeah. still something that was always there. Like, you, people have compared themselves to others. Well, this goes into comparison culture, which will be a topic we will talk about um, yeah. later on in a future podcast. But yeah. So we thought it would be interesting to just reflect back on when we really became aware of our own body images and, like, how... Or, like, when we started having these insecurities and when we were just aware that, oh, we want to look a certain type of way and we don't. Uh, Leah, what do you what do you think? When when was when were you aware of that? Um, I think the first time I actively became aware of my body when I was like around I'd say thirteen, fourteen. And I think yeah. it started because all of my friends started talking about like weight loss and the diets that they wanted to do. And I remember just looking at my friends and thinking that like they were all so perfect and I was like, why, if they're worrying about it, like, maybe then I should too, because I look at them and don't see anything wrong with them, but, you know, and, (laughs) and then just generally, I think I remember struggling quite a lot with, like, comparing myself to my friends, because I found them so beautiful and, like, to match this beauty ideal, because I obviously grew up in Germany where everybody was, all of my friends were tall and blonde and I just definitely stuck out in, in my head at mm-hmm. least. So, and I felt because I didn't match the ideal that I had in my head, you know, yeah. obviously I couldn't be, I couldn't be beautiful because I didn't look like them. So I think that's kind of how it started. And now looking back, like I obviously it's know, so sad. yeah, I know. And like now I know there isn't like one beauty ideal and you know, you can be yeah. blonde, brunette, redhead, whatever. And I would I would love to talk, like, to go back and, like, talk to my teenage self and tell her, like, she has no reason to feel that way. Oh, I'm tearing up. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> oh, God. It must, have been, it must have been so hard, though, because you're just constantly seeing 
someone that doesn't look like you. So it must it must have just been like, wait, why do I not look like this? Like, why does everyone else look a certain way, but I don't? Whereas I don't think I noticed that until I got older because I obviously was just surrounded by a lot of short people that had dark hair and dark features <laughs> just like me. And then actually, I think I noticed it more when I came to uni because that was the first time I saw a lot of like English people that, you yeah. know, like a lot of blonde girls. And I was just like, shit, like not everyone looks like me. It's just weird. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me that then like led quite to quite a bad relationship with like my body and food, Um, which looking back now at that age as well, I was so slim already. So I think I really put myself in almost like a dangerous space by watching my food and yeah, like you you didn't need to at all. No, I mean, I don't think anybody needs to, but (laughs) but yeah, and I think. This then, like, got a lot better because I went abroad to Chile when I was about 15 years old. And I just remember for the first time, like, I was just, I just stopped thinking about it. And I just started eating, like, whatever I wanted because I was just, like, genuinely happy. And, like, for the first time, I was, like, outside Mm -hmm. of my, you know, bubble of friends, you know. And that, like, I think that really opened my eyes Um, because I think that is really the trick, like, if. If yeah. you're happy oh. and thinking about other things, then, you know, you're not going to be obsessing yeah. over your body. Because I think it's always the sign that something else is wrong. You know, it's more of a, like a symptom of an underlying problem. Yeah. Because you're just, you're focusing on something to direct or redirect your focus from something else. Yeah, exactly. And I think then when I went to uni, what really helped me was like getting into exercise and like weightlifting specifically mm-hmm. because I think I looked more into like the science behind it and like the science behind exercise and food and like realizing like oh like I actually need food to fuel my body <laughs> yeah. and to get strong and I think now my goals kind of shifted to like I want to be strong and like I want to get strong physically mm-hmm. versus like trying to make myself smaller yeah which I think is toxic anyways that women ever feel the need to, you know, take up less space. Yeah. Oh, this made me think of something actually, which might be completely off topic, but so I was watching podcasts the other day. Well, okay, it was a similarly podcast. <laughs> um and <laughs> they were talking about how like there was kind of that guilt where you're let's say you're eating like a pizza, right? And there's two slices left. There's this, there's a big slice and then the small small slice. And all of them got, like, shamed by their partners because they wanted to go for the big piece. And not, like... No well, it's way. just this idea. They were like, oh, so you're getting the bigger piece. And they're like, yeah, but... The guys are like, oh, but I'm bigger than you. And I just hate that because if she, if she felt like she was hungry enough to eat the big piece, why is there a judgment? Like, just eat the big piece. I completely agree. I just don't I, like that. I don't know if you've ever... Yeah, I don't know if you've read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. No. But if... If you should read it and everybody listening if you haven't read it I can highly recommend because she talks about how she went downstairs to see her kids who were like watching TV and there was like a group of guys and a group of girls and she asked them whether anybody was hungry and whether she could bring them any snacks and the boys immediately were like oh yes yes we want them like we're hungry and then the girls all like looked at each other and like wanted to sort of seeing whether the other people were hungry and then they kind of like said like oh no we're not hungry oh no yeah because you just based your decision on someone else yeah exactly they like looked externally 
versus the the guys were just more intuitive and like looked like inside themselves whether they were actually hungry yeah to be fair i'm quite guilty of that i think <laughs> i don't like eating snacks if i'm the only one so i'll, I'll always re- i'll look at ed and i'm like do you want a snack and he's like no i'm I'm like, I'm not hungry. You can have one. And then, and then I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. I don't need one. But like, obviously I was craving a snack. Let's just go have a yeah. snack. Stop it. But yeah. I I'm... think that's also key of like realizing your own sort of more toxic patterns and like <laughs> yeah. actively snapping yourself out of that. And like, next time you want a snack, go get a snack. Yeah. I think for me, it's more, I like eating with other people. Mm. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm so used to eating with other people that when I eat alone, I'm just... I just feel guilty. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. So I just prefer... It feels less of a bad thing if you're doing it with other people. That's so weird. I never even thought of that. Yeah. No, it shouldn't... I think it should never feel like a bad thing. Because, like, food should be something that, like, makes us happy, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah. So what about since uni? So you said at uni you got into, uh, like, weightlifting and stuff. So now, where, where would you say you are now? Like, in this... I'd say I'm at, like, the best place I've ever been with it since, sort of, it started when I was, like, 14, 15. That's good. Yeah. I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, what about you? Okay, so I think this is quite interesting because my first, like, body image awareness was less about the way I looked, like, weight-wise, and it was more... Okay, so, I'm Arab, and... Arabs are known to be hairy. Like, let's just admit it. Like, it's just part of our culture. <laughs> We're hairy, whatever. Um, but it's, yeah, it's quite sad. So I, I was talking to my mom um, a few years ago, I'd say. And we were, we were just talking about me being a young child. And she she told me that I used to refuse to wear dresses and like shorts and stuff when I was six years old because I was insecure about my leg hair. <laughs> How sad is that? Oh my god. Like, I used to just be like, I don't want anyone to see me. But what six-year-old knows? Like, obviously someone must have made me feel yeah. bad for it. Somebody must have me. made a comment, and you probably don't remember, but it must... Because yeah. I don't think that children are that aware normally. Yeah. But I think it is a family thing. Like, oh, she's Arab. Like, oh, she's got the Arab hair. Oh, she's gonna have to deal with it like every other girl. And it's like, a six-year-old doesn't need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's so true. And obviously, yeah, I don't know. So I just want to hug younger me and be like, life is so much more than just like your leg hair, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like six. It's not like I was 12. I was six. That's actually I just so remember, young. Yeah, it was before I moved to Abu Dhabi. So I was like in thir- be- before third grade, which is Gosh. insane. Yeah. But then um, when I was 12 and 13, I don't really think I was aware of my body discomfort but reflecting about it now I think subconsciously I was because I always used to wear baggy clothes I used I hated wearing tight fitting clothes but I didn't think I didn't know it was because I didn't like the way my body looked I always just used to be like oh I like baggy clothes that's fine like it's just who I am um but I think because I was always wearing baggy clothes I just didn't really know what my body looked like I didn't think of it and then it just got to the point I think it got to a point where I just looked at myself and I was like shit like this is what I look like like a few years later and then I just didn't like the way I looked and I think that's when I started having these issues because I was yeah. I actually took a note of what I looked like and I was like Ugh, disgusting <laughs> don't like that yeah because um, it's almost better if you're not aware and like you just because that's how it should be you should just be living your life and not thinking yeah. about what your body looks like at all 
Yeah. But but I I was obviously subconsciously aware of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I think so when I was like fourteen or fifteen, that's when I started comparing myself a lot to other people. Um. And I was I was thinking back on this, and then I called my sister yesterday to be like, "What the heck? Like, how did this even happen?" Um. And it's because I always used to compare myself to my twin, who was very skinny growing up. But she was skinny because she had a digestive disorder. She could she could not eat food. Like, she was sick. Oh, my God. And I was there, like, comparing my body to someone who literally, like, couldn't take in any nutrition or could not eat and hated eating. Like, she had a bad relationship with food because of her, obviously, her illness because she felt sick every time she ate. Yeah. Um, but I used to compare myself to that. <laughs> that is crazy. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, you did that. And then we were we were saying we remembered... Like, I vividly remember sitting next to her. And this was, like, during the thigh gap, like, obsession thing. And I was sitting next to her, and we were literally just looking at each other's thighs. And, and I was comparing her thigh gap to my non-existent one. And we and just, like, thinking back on it, on it now. It's, like, why did we do that? God. That like, whole trend cares? was so stupid anyways. Because it's literally some... It also depends on how your legs are built and, like, how your <laughs> yeah. bones sit and... There's some people, like, yeah. no matter how skinny they get, they just won't have a, a thigh gap. Yeah. But then it's just the idea that, like, she was sick. <laughs> like, God. she was having to be in hospital for, like, two weeks at a time because she couldn't eat. Like, her basically, her, um, her stomach was basically paralyzed, so her, she couldn't digest her food. Oh, my God. So, so she, her food would just stay in her stomach for 14 hours and, like, not digest. Um... That sounds horrible. But, well, yeah, she's better now. She's, it's fine. But it's the fact that I would compare yeah. myself to her when she was suffering. Like, it's such a weird thing to think about now. I think that just shows, like, how much importance is placed on body. That, like, yeah. you would you would almost be envious of somebody who is ill and therefore, like, can't eat. Yeah. And I remember, I think I listened to a podcast and they were also reflecting on their journey with it and they had they were saying how they had sometimes like wished that they would go into hospital because then they would just have to like be you know get like fluids and wouldn't eat any solids and then just come out yeah. of hospital and be like have lost weight and like how yeah how toxic is that i that, can't that literally it. reminded me of conversations i've had with people in high school where everyone really like, oh, I'm, i have a cold and that's good though it means i won't be eating so much the next few days how bad oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Also something to think about. My sister having had the the like illness, she obviously was skinny most of her life. And then once she got better, she was in this dilemma where she was like, Shit, I'm healthy now, but it means I'm gaining weight. Yeah. So she then she then became obsessed as well with like well, I've always looked this way, obviously because I was sick, but I but that's me. And then it's like this dis dissociation with how now she's healthy but she's gaining weight. Like, I remember her being, she was, like, 30-something kilos at 14 oh or, like, 15. God. She was so skinny. But but it was just how she saw herself. It just became a yeah. norm. I think that's also the problem with, like, society always thinking that losing weight is healthy and gaining weight is unhealthy, you know? Like, yeah. your sister's example just shows that her gaining weight actually meant, oh, she was finally healthy and her body was working and digesting food the way, the way it was supposed, supposed to. to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like her being of a of a lower weight was actually her being unhealthy and I think that's so often the case like I think 
in a lot of examples for me as well back when I was you know 14 15 I remember I gained I think 10 kilos when I was in Chile over those three months and that was like the best way I could have ever gained like it was so needed and so healthy you know yeah so I think that should that should just be eradicated from all of our minds that losing weight is always the healthy thing Mm -hmm. because it isn't yeah yeah and and we were briefly talking about Adele as well before this and how (laughs) everybody has been reacting to her weight loss and like how I think prevalent it's been in everybody's conversations like the media and the headlines are all about her losing weight and not at all anymore about her music yeah I think like fair enough acknowledge like she put so much time and effort to be this like fit and healthy person fine acknowledge like congrats Adele but it shouldn't be like, ooh, you know, we love her now because she's had a glow up. Like, she was always beautiful and she was yeah. always talented. End yeah. of discussion. And we should just focus, like, okay, she's happy, she's healthy, great. Let's leave it at that and now focus on her music. Like, it shouldn't be something that they're going to talk about for the next few years. And I reckon if she starts gaining weight again, let's say she yeah. has, like, a, she just stops exercising as much as she does, it's going to be everyone's conversation. Oh, Adele loses herself and, you know, let's go a little. And it's like, oh, stop it. We don't want to know this. Just No. She makes beautiful music. She's a great singer. Just focus on that because that's, that's her job. You don't see, you don't go to a work office and see someone talking about someone's weight, like, in a meeting because that's not work related. <laughs> so just appreciate her, just appreciate her music and talk yeah. about that. And that's it. Where would you say you're at, like, right now at this point? Um... Well, okay, well, I went through this, so between 15 and 19, I think that's when I just was really self-conscious, and it's because when I was 16 or 17, I got I got ill, um, and I had to have my appendix removed, and then nine days later, I had another surgery, so I had two surgeries in 10 days, oh, and, I, and it, like, I was just horrible, and I couldn't eat, and literally in that month, I'm pretty sure I lost, like, 14, 15 kilos, just from being ill. Oh my god. But the worst thing was, that's when everyone started complimenting me on the way I looked. They were like, you look great. <sighs> so my brain was then like, okay, losing weight means compliments. Great. I need. Then that, I think that's when I just started having like my obsession with what I'm eating and stuff because I just noticed, oh, you know, like I've never gotten any comments about my weight and then I suddenly lose yeah. weight and everyone's complimenting me. So I'm like, okay, I need to be losing weight then. That's like, that's what compliments are like just about weight um so I think I yeah I just had a few years I think I reckon two years of just being really obsessed with what I'm eating and losing a lot of weight so when I came to uni in first year I weighed 43 kilos which is not normal for a 17 year old girl oh gosh who's five foot two or three I don't know um but I think then going to uni and just being happy and like going out drink like going out drinking helped because I gained all the weight yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and it was just I think I was just happy and focused so much more on learning how to live alone and making friends and like using the train for the first time. So I my focus yeah. was I didn't have time to think about my food anymore. And I was just focusing on myself and then I think I just slowly regained it. Re- like re- regained the weight and the confidence. But I think so good. now, now I'm at the stage where, so I was telling Leo this the other day because I was, I just needed to tell her and it was just that I'm in that stage where I'm not, not happy with my body, 
but I want to be more active, but I'm afraid that getting more, if I start getting more active and working out and doing those things, I'll fall back into those patterns. So I keep putting it off because I like not thinking about my body because it means I'm not having to worry yeah. about it. So it's this, yeah. conf- I'm just scared to start working out again or like running or even just doing anything that means changing my body because I just don't want I don't want yeah. to think about those things. No, I completely get that. I think like if you want to, if you feel like you really want to exercise or do something active, then I think that is good. And I think you should just, yeah, be careful of your motivation and yeah. make sure that it really isn't about your body. Yeah. And maybe find something that like you just genuinely enjoy doing. Like, I don't know if you dancing or I want to do dancing (laughs) yeah like find something that you just want to go to because it's like fun yeah and then just I would do dancing but I'm so I don't want to go alone to like a studio and just be like oh I've never danced in my life like how do I do this if I if you came with me and we both like were crap at dancing I would do it because I won't be alone and embarrassed (laughs) but I just would not go alone (laughs) next time we're in the same place we're gonna go dancing together please let's do like a hip-hop class (laughs) yes i think i'm actually gonna do a zumba class today i've decided just now where (laughs) online uh no i've got like a gym nearby and it does lots of classes you know what i'll make an effort today i'll go on youtube and i'll do like a beginner's dancing class (laughs) yes that's so good okay yeah i think i'm just gonna try how that goes i'm just gonna try take it day by day and just like maybe talk I'll, maybe I'll talk to you about it so if I like feel like I'm slipping back I'll just be like Leo tell me that yeah. I'm doing this because I want to be healthy and not because of anything else yeah um yeah which is always good for everyone listening like if you have someone there that can, that you feel comfortable talking to talk about talk to them because there's no point feeling all these things and being confused and just keeping it to yourself you might as well just have someone that you trust and you know is good for you and has the same like intentions and just focus on that yeah because I do think even though talking about it I think is really hard because it's almost like admitting that you're vulnerable in some way and I do think it's quite a like vulnerable (laughs) topic to talk about yeah and but I think it does help so much and I think you'll realize that you're a lot less alone than you think you may be yeah in what you're thinking yeah so yeah I definitely recommend find somebody that you can talk to about this if in case you're having any sort of similar thoughts or any issues at all yeah and I guess that's that's also the reason why we're even making this podcast is like also feel free to message us if we're always there we will check our messages if you just want to talk about anything just message us and we'll talk about it we're very nice people I promise you (laughs) (laughs) yeah the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about was like how maybe this lockdown period has also affected people because I guess it's just been such a crazy transition of people's lives like our our lifestyles have just like from one day to the other basically have completely changed it hasn't really affected me because I don't think I've changed which I guess is good I've like stuck to my the same eating habits I haven't really thought about it too much but I just have noticed the changes in other people so especially on TikTok oh yeah because everyone's posting their like lockdown transformations and everyone's showing how completely different they look whether it's you know changing with all the trends you know like dyeing the front bits of your hair (laughs) or just looking you know like that tiktok type of person and it's just a lot of people showing their weight loss and then there's people duetting these videos and they're showing being like why couldn't i do like that and they've actually gained weight during lockdown um 
so I've just noticed how it's just become some a big online topic mm-hmm. as well. Everyone's just like, how have you changed during lockdown? Um, and I've noticed that there is the increasing pressure from other people because you have more free time. So everyone's expecting you like you have you technically have no excuse. I feel like people used to people feel like, oh, well, I'm working. I'm busy. Yeah. Or like I'm I, like, I ha- traveling and all these things. It just keeps you busy. But now there's like this expectation that you have more time so you should be doing this which i don't agree with because i'm just no. like just do whatever it makes you happy don't feel any pressure no exactly there's so many other things you could use this new time for. yeah it could be like playing the piano uh doing arts like gaining learning a new skill anything you don't it doesn't have to be just about your weight loss and then no. just how you look um but then there's also the good side of it on tiktok i think because i've seen a lot of videos recently um and I saw one last night before I went to sleep and it made me cry because I was like, what the heck? This is so emotional. Aww. Um, But it was this girl making a video where she's trying to help people with eating disorders. And so she, she says, I don't want you to eat alone. So let's eat together. And so she records herself like taking the first bite. And she says, like, you can do it. And I saw the duet of someone with a really bad eating disorder eating with her. And you could see her crying and like Aww. suffering. But it was such a nice thing to see that, like, girls who don't even know each other are helping yeah. each other out online. Um, and, like, even people are uploading videos where they're like, save this for later when you're, like, when you want to eat, but you don't want to eat alone. And they just record themsel- themselves eating. I didn't so even know that enough- was a thing. So I guess... That's crazy. Yeah, so I guess that resonates with me, because you know how I said I don't really yeah. like to eat alone. Yeah, so if, like, Ed goes on a wrong run and I'm hungry, I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me just open this TikTok video and just eat with this stranger online. I think that's great. I think it's nice. Yeah. No, I think in general, it's so good that like this, I guess, body positivity, I feel like is such a loaded term, but I think it is good that it is picking up in popularity and like more quote unquote real photos are being popular and like also posed versus unposed and all of Mm -hmm. these, which hopefully like normalizes more of these images. But obviously there is also an issue with that because for example talking about the posed versus unposed I think these pictures especially show that you know that person can still sort of fit into society's ideal whereas like many others Mm -hmm. can't so lots of other people lots of people can pose any way they like or wear you know high-waisted leggings or you know but they will still not look like that person that is doing that posed versus unposed comparison. Yeah. So again, that's sort of excluding a large part of society. And mm-hmm. I think that the movement, if I'm correct, I think the movement was originally especially for marginalized bodies. So like black and bigger bodies. So in that way, I think mm-hmm. it is already a problem that a lot of sort of white slimmer passing bodies have like completely overtaken the movement yeah i get that i have made that conscious um thought in my head where i'm like yeah okay they're showing posed and unposed but they still well they still look better than me in their unposed photos and then there's also the idea okay not just me i'm sure people are thinking of this as well but then there's also this idea where you're reflecting you're like okay but how can they make themselves look like that when they're posed because i can't do that I can pose as much as I want, but I can still not take the photo and make it look like that. And that's the idea that even though, yeah, they are posing um, and and showing the unposed version, they are still in that segment of ideal beauty types that we're still aspiring to be and aspiring to look like. Yeah. 
So actually what we need is people showing the pose versus unposed where they look normal and real yeah. in both. <laughs> I think that's what we need. Which is why like I think I would never want to sort of shame anybody who does those sort of posts because I do think that they also help a lot of people, you know, realizing that yeah, and the tensions yeah, are obviously good. Yeah, realizing that like not every post you see is necessarily like the reality behind the post. Like I've also seen quite a lot of influencers do, yeah. you know, upload sort of multiple takes, you know, so mm-hmm. sort of a slideshow of pictures and then maybe showing the ones that they normally wouldn't have uploaded near the maybe less perfect yeah. photos. Yeah, I, that, I think though. that is great because it does, yeah. you know, it does make you just realize, because even though I think real, like rationally, yeah. everybody knows that Instagram isn't reality, but I think in some way you're still influenced yeah. by the images. Yeah, I completely get that. Because there's, there's also this Instagram page called Beauty Falls, Beauty.Falls. I don't know if you follow it, but they show pictures that no. the actual person has uploaded on their Instagram versus candid photos that like paparazzi or or other people have taken that aren't edited and things like that. And the one thing I've noticed, well, I've appreciated from looking at these photos is they show people's skin close up and it's like it, it makes you realize mm. everyone has texture on their face no one has this like, yes. <laughs> airbrushed look everybody has pores yeah but but sometimes like i've noticed i i do compare i look at these pictures of like really clear skin and it makes you just think oh that's what everyone looks like and then you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like wait but why does my skin look like this but so having that place where i can see that actually the people that i'm like comparing myself to still look like me in real life makes me feel better and I appreciate like having yeah. that space to look at I completely agree but I also think that ideally we would get to that place where we don't have to necessarily even the like the pose versus unposed or sort of filter versus non-filter or you know photoshop versus non-photoshopped I think we should all ideally get to a place where we don't need to make ourselves feel better by looking at sort of celebrities or influences sort of less perfect pictures yeah do you know what I mean I know like I think we were talking about this before as well that we should be able to just appreciate somebody else's beauty without letting that take away from our own yeah so just have that mindset that even though we're looking at their unedited photos we at the end of the day we should not be looking at anyone else's photos in that mindset because they're they are just as beautiful whether we're looking at their edited photos or unedited unedited photos and it's just not something you should be thinking about I think even though it is in our human nature (laughs) so just like actively make that decision to not put other people down by being like oh yeah but I bet you that's photoshopped it doesn't matter they look beautiful whatever just embrace it just be happy that they're happy so one more thing we think is quite important to talk about and it is rarely discussed is how different diseases can affect your body and and make you change in ways that you didn't expect to change and it can then affect your your body image and then that has like a bigger greater impact on your mental health and it's just something that no one really talks about which I always so whenever people are like oh oh she's gained weight it's like yeah but she could have an illness or something that has made her gain weight and we shouldn't just automatically assume that they've let themselves go, first of all, because, well, that's just a toxic mentality anyways, just we shouldn't be thinking of other people's weight in general. That also shows that you should never judge somebody by the way they look because you have no idea what's going on in their lives and what might be influencing them. 
And I think it goes for both ends of the spectrum. You know, if somebody is losing weight, I don't think that we should necessarily compliment that because like you said, you know, how it impacted you when people were complimenting you on your weight loss when you were a teenager. And also on the opposite side of the spectrum, we shouldn't necessarily assume that it's unhealthy if somebody's gaining weight because we just you just never know what somebody's story is and what somebody's going through yeah and it just should not be something we're talking about yeah because if they're i don't know it's just just re- talking about it now and thinking of it with you i just don't like how i'm not like i'm not innocent of it because i when i do walk in the street i'm like i i am judging other people but i think that's normal like we always look at others and like oh this person has this hair and this person is tall and oh she's short like I just think it's something we do and I don't like it like I'm I think something I want to do is just be more aware that I'm doing it and then try not to do it or if I am looking at them always think positively I don't I want to try avoid this like negative or positive comparison yeah I think we just have so many sort of like implicit and subconscious biases like ingrained in our brains yeah and I think it is, it needs to be like an active effort to yeah. retrain ourselves in that way. Um, yeah. I have something that I recommend everyone to do. And it's something I did the other day and I was going to tell Leo and I said, no, I'll wait, I'll tell her on the podcast. And it's, I went into town, when was it? It was yesterday or before yesterday to get a matcha because I still haven't gotten it. If, <laughs> if everyone remembers from last website, I tried to go to the supermarket, but it was closed. Um... <laughs> yeah but I, I made the effort to just look at everyone around me and to just um just realize so I tried to look for that Instagram person that I'm comparing myself to online and they don't exist so I was just when I was walking around town I realized everyone looks like me like that person looks like me and they're beautiful like I was like oh she's you know like they're normal everyone here looks normal and I just think it's something you should think about because if you're comparing yourself to this ideal that you're seeing online I just think just be aware that that person doesn't exist in your real life so walk outside and realize okay there's people from all different shapes and sizes but they still look like you like they're normal yeah and we all look like this and we're all different we all have different bodies and and sizes but you would never look at that person and think oh I wouldn't want to look like that you know like we have this ability to see beauty in everything else yeah besides ourselves (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like to take that mindset to look at other people and just have this positive view of them and then appreciate that you look, you're like part of that norm. And it's like a normal that we all look different. I think Does that's that such sense? a good No, I think that's such a good tip. And yeah. I think like similar to that, I think it's also just realizing that even if you did look like that perfect Instagram person, you know, that wouldn't make you happier because there just isn't this ideal body you know that isn't gonna I don't think actually I think your internal perception of yourself I don't think it actually has anything to do with what you look like externally that much I think it is more of a mindset thing Mm -hmm. something to think about is is when you're comparing yourself or when you're like looking at other people and you're you're picking out certain things about them the reason you're looking at those things is because you're very self-conscious of those things about yourself so if you take that moment to step back and be like, whatever, like split ends on your hair, like no one really sees those things, but it's because you're freaking self-conscious and like you're focusing on those things. So whether even like, let's say you have thin eyebrows, 
The only reason you're looking at everyone else's eyebrows and judging them is because you have your own complex about it. So if you notice that it's just you looking so closely at these other things and other people, I think then you'll be like, oh, it's fine. Like, no no one's actually thinking of these things as much as I yeah. do. They're thinking about other things they're insecure yeah. about. Yeah, everybody's just so focused on themselves. This has segued us very neatly <laughs> <Yeah>. into <laughs> the last portion of our podcast, which is that we just wanted to share some like tips and advice on like that we've kind of tried to implement and I guess are still implementing to like overcome any negative thoughts Mm -hmm. we've kind of mentioned this already but a tip that I feel like I've tried to focus on is just thinking and focusing on like the mental health and physical benefits of working out rather than thinking about how it might change your appearance yeah so exactly finding like an activity that you actually enjoy and like want to get better at and like making exercise not about your body but about everything else that it can do for you Mm -hmm. I completely get that the the other tip we have is to find a balance when dedicating time and energy to your body so don't let it be the only thing that you're thinking about and letting it consume you and so something we've you and I have noticed is even just planning out this podcast it's put us in a probably worse mindset of our bodies than we than we were before yesterday because we weren't thinking so much about it. So know when it's the right time to think about it and when it's the right time to just not be stressing about it. Yeah. And then our next tip would be just to try and sort of curate your feed and your content online so that it is going to help you and make you feel positive when you look at it. Yeah. Because basically, especially your Instagram feed or your TikTok feed or whatever you might be looking at in the morning or, you know, last thing that you look at before you're going to bed, it's basically a magazine of your choosing that will impact you either positively or negatively when you're consuming it. Yeah. So I think some influences that I followed that have, like, really have had a positive impact on me are Stephanie Buttermore. She takes a very sort of science-based approach to fitness and food, and she's recently gone on like an all-in journey. So really started sort of intuitive eating and sort of finding sort of her natural sort of set weight, which has been like a really inspiring journey to follow. I every I recommend to everybody to check her out. Mm-hmm. Then Katie Bellotti, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce her name. Um, I don't know any of her these podcast. People. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say if you've got any influences that have helped you as well but I can highly recommend her podcast her podcast is called Thick and Thin and she just speaks very openly about sort of issues that she has in general in her life and but also other sort of inspiring stories she shares stories of historical figures and like especially historical uh, female figures that have maybe gone sort of unnoticed in the past mm-hmm. which I think is great I think the the first person I thought of is, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Chessie King. Is that how you pronounce her name? Oh, I love her. Because yeah. she always posts videos of her, like, of her dancing, and she's just so positive about her body. And she, so the thing is, she's she's positive about, about her body, and she also is very, like, loves to exercise, loves to, you know, like, do jump rope and all these things. But she still embraces that she's saying, okay, look, I'm like the most active person I can be and I still look this way. So just don't have these expectations that you're going to look this ideal way when 
it doesn't matter so i guess that goes to one of our first advices which we haven't mentioned yet which is just don't compare yourself to anyone in general because our bodies are all all made different so even if two people eat the same exact way and do the same exact workouts they will look different so it's just unrealistic to compare yourself to another human because they're not you just focus on yourself and focus on your own changes and the own your own progresses that you want to make and have that be your like compare yourself to yourself not to other people yeah i fully agree um i'd say my next advice would be to stop making outside validation your focus so if if that mm-hmm. that might be from friends from guys or for guys from girls or you know whatever gender you're attracted to and also from family um because i think as soon as you let compliments affect you either you know positively or negatively i think that can be yeah. bad and also i think just for me personally when i was younger i thought that all my problems would just automatically be solved by getting a boyfriend but in reality <laughs> you know that doesn't change anything you have to you know start believing yourself that you know you're perfect yeah. the way you are and i think by like placing the responsibility on like on being happy on other people you'll constantly sort of be chasing like the next high or the next compliment and you'll never yeah. truly like be content with yourself so I think you just have to realize that it's sort of a mental battle that you have to work on and sort of find peace mm-hmm. with within yourself. So this is a I think this is a really hard one to do though because a lot of us validate ourselves by how others see us. Yeah. So maybe the first step is just being aware that that you are like just acknowledge that you judge yourself based on how others judge you yeah but then how would you say how would you recommend someone to get out of this mindset because i don't i don't really know how i would besides just being aware that i'm in it (laughs) for me it helped realizing that you know no matter how often you know somebody would tell me that they thought i was beautiful that my body was beautiful that didn't really change anything you know Mm -hmm. so i think that made me realize that i external comments don't really mean anything and yeah. they're not ever going to make me happy. So I have to start just sort of finding like happiness from within. And I think then mm-hmm. that's where like the other tips can come into play. Yeah. I think that makes sense. So maybe all the other tips help with this one then. Yeah. Because then you're just, when you're working on yourself and you're you're making these goals for yourself and yourself only, that's when you do find like that inner peace where you don't care what anyone else thinks of you because you're happy with yourself. Yeah. Which is, wow. Who I want to be that person that says I am fully content with myself. <laughs> that can be our future goals, you know? Yeah. It's fine. We will reach that stage, every one of us. We will all get to that point where we're happy with ourselves and we don't need anyone else to tell us anything. <laughs> we don't need nobody. No, we don't, we don't need, need nobody. nobody. <laughs> so I think the next one, which we've already touched upon, is just be aware of your toxic thinking patterns and just so if you're if you're doing something that you know you you know what i'm thinking of okay if you're doing something and you know it's you know you would tell your friend or something someone you care about that they shouldn't be doing it acknowledge that it's toxic and that you yourself if you're gonna give advice to someone else to not do what you're doing then you just know like don't do it it's not the right thing to do yeah I think that's so true like I think in general you would never speak to your friend or a child the way you're speaking to yourself sometimes yeah so I think I I think that's a lot easier said than done but I do think you know trying to speak to yourself or seeing yourself as you would view a friend 
I saw I saw this video once where someone wrote a letter to themselves about how they feel about themselves. So they were like, you know, I hate you. Your hair is whatever your body's disgusting. So they were just like telling each other how they were telling themselves how they feel. Mm-hmm. And then they got their best friend to read that letter to them. And it just makes you realize how harsh you are on yourself when you're hearing someone else say it to you. Oh, God. Yeah. Because no one no one would say those things no. to someone else. No. I don't know. I, I would say what that video was called, but I'm not too sure. No, that's super interesting, YouTube. though. Anything else? Do we have any, ad- <laughs> any more advice? I'd say my final point would just be to try and, like, focus on being grateful. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think, you know, most of us hopefully listening and us too you know we are healthy and I think especially at this time it's incredible to think about like all that our bodies do for us on like a daily basis yeah and it is like insane that we would even criticize it at all (laughs) so maybe that is something like do your like find out exactly how your bodies are benefiting you and how yeah how incredible they are and how we should actually be so grateful for them yeah and sort of trying to just like focus on the positives that our bodies do for us on a daily basis, literally just to keep us alive. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're so lucky to to be in the bodies that we're in. I think it's interesting that you brought up, like, especially in this time in COVID times, because yeah. so many people are being affected by this and they're obviously, you know, getting ill. And it's just, we should be grateful for having our bodies to protect us as much as they can from anything from all these viruses and things so yeah just we should be grateful because it could be so much worse i think yeah so we thought we'd end off our podcast with our favorite quotes about body positivity and we thought it would be a nice way to to get closure on this topic (laughs) yeah uh, leo and i are making like closure gestures at the moment to each other i don't know how do you describe this how would you describe (laughs) this gesture a zen yoga, pose, yeah. yoga zen poses <laughs> <laughs> so mine is very straightforward and simple and it's just work out because you love your body not because you hate it and i think that just reflects everything we've been speaking of it's like exercise because you love how knowing how strong you can get and how how healthy your heart can you know pump its blood and everything just focus on all the good things and not the negativity and work out because you love yourself not because you hate yourself fully agree i think my quote is i saw this the other day and i was just like wow that is so true um it is you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked try approving of yourself and then see what happens which i think is very true so good <laughs> yeah i think they they really do sum up everything we've been talking about yeah i hope that all of you listening have sort of gained something from listening to this episode and from listening us go through our own struggles, but also like sharing our tips and just know, yeah, we're always here for you if you do want to reach out to us and we hope you enjoyed. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this one and yeah, stay positive and stay safe and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. Thank you.